Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. This episode is brought to you by Shit You Should Care About and our new Cisco supporters. Head to the show notes to start supporting the media you love and the podcast hosts you love. Kia ora everyone. Uh, Harry Styles describes my week. <laughs> so abrupt. <laughs> So, Harry Styles describes your outfit, actually. Harry Styles describes my week. I just thought, like, I can't, I can't think of any other <laughs> chat to start this off. Genuinely, mine was something shit. It was reemergence. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I mean, I just thought of it then. Oh, <laughs> mine was something shit. It's something that's just come from my brain. And it's reemergence. <laughs> okay, cocoon girl. What? Uh, why reemergence? Well, was isolating for two weeks. <gasps> And now I'm a butterfly, socially out in the world. And Harry Styles has a butterfly tattoo on his tummy. True. (laughs) True. So go off. So it's just all encapsulated in Harry Styles, which is what we are talking about this week. Oh, and it's what we've been talking about for the past, I don't know, year? Yeah, two years. Ever since we started this business. (laughs) Literally. Um... If you don't know who we are, we never introduce ourselves. Today we're going to because that's what my mouth is saying right now. (laughs) I'm sitting here with Liv. Hello. Who are you sitting here with? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's just me today. Oh, um, no, sitting here with Lucy. And we're going to talk about our great friend, Harry Styles, today. Oh, I really wish he was our great friend. Same. And I think it's only a matter of time. Oh, I think so. I think we'd absolutely thrive having a drink with him. Same. Did you see he met Brittany Broski? Who the fuck's Brittany Broski? Oh, my God. She's, she's the kombucha girl. You know that meme that's like me when I try kombucha? Anytime you mention a meme to me, my face is just blank. I know. She's really <laughs> famous, and I think the audience is going to be like, well, oh, I'm going to look her up. She's like a big Harry Styles stan, and Harry Styles HQ got her to come and meet Harry Styles, and it was everything to I me. I just typed in Britney. Britney, what, Broski? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the meme girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and she just met Harry Styles, and because oh. she's a huge stan, and I'm seriously like, Harry Styles HQ, Loki has their fingers on the pulse right now. Fuck yeah. They've got like the little niche marketing tactics, yes. don't they? And, and it's like we have been here for years mm-hmm. fanning out and they've been getting PR teams and blah, blah, blah to do all the, you know, hype and work behind it. And I'm like, now they realise, get stands to do your PR. Pay them. Fuck yeah. Fucking pay them. Because it's the ultimate full circle. Absolutely. And so live. Maybe we should start off by talking about the cool things that we got to do on behalf of Harry. Yes, absolutely. So last week we hosted two listening parties um, on behalf of the man himself with Sony Music, New Zealand and Australia. So the first one um, was in New Zealand 
It was the most gorgeous night of my life. Oh, it was stunning. It was like a bit of a fever dream. It was. Mm -hmm. So we walked into this gorgeous at-home studio, like recording studio, that was decked out with just the most, like, cosy interiors. Oh, like velvet couches, beautiful candles, tulips everywhere, which were all handpicked by Harry. I was about to say, a big thing we should note is that Harry Styles and his team obviously picked every little detail for the event. So, like, the candle that he says he takes around with him to hotel rooms and stuff when he travels to make it feel like home was burning. It smelled mm. incredible. It's a diptyque candle. Fucking expensive. $103 but... in New Zealand. $103. Yes, and Ooh. someone emailed me because I linked it in the newsletter and said, I've just bought the last one from Mecca. So, unfortunately, that's influencing from <laughs> Harry Styles. sold out. Fuck, that was probably a good brand collaboration oh, by I them. I know. If it was. Or if it was just quite genuine. Yeah, we'll hope so. Anyway, so there was also tulips that were gorgeous. There were postcards that at the end of the night um, were being sent to Harry so you could write whatever you wanted. Did you send one to him? I didn't. No, nor did I. I should have. I should have as well. But I was just too... Oh, I was too busy taking notes for the review. Same. I was too busy trying to be in the moment. I was running out of space halfway through the album. I know. Um, and it was just so cute. We met so many fans. So many people loved shit you should care about as well. And it was like gorgeous it was so cute oh everyone was so lovely just like really getting to know each other as well which was my kind of only worry for the night you know you kind of think that you might get in with a random group of people and they won't really talk to each other but it was such a good vibe I swear like Harry Styles stands are something else Mm -hmm. they just literally want I mean Harry projects this whole like treat people with kindness love everyone love yourself sort of vibe and I feel like the fans almost respect it that much that they're going to go into any scenario oh. and just treat everyone with, like, so much respect, kindness. And, okay, we're going to get into this more in the second half of the episode because, again, it's a Harry Styles episode. But there was one moment when everyone was listening in their own headphones and As It Was came on, which was the only song that everyone knew, like, all the words to. And just, like, as soon as it came on, everyone got up and started dancing. And it was, like, silent disco vibes, but it was so cute. It's like, at what time in your life are you dancing with strangers without alcohol? Without alcohol? Never. No alcohol? Mm. And no music. Well, like, silence. Like, at one point, (laughs) me and Ruby took our headphones off and we're like... Hissing because it was just silent, but everyone was vibing. It was the best. And then the Australia one, we unfortunately, um, COVID did get your girls, so we couldn't travel, but we zoomed in and we, it was so cute. We did the like same sort of spiel that we did at the last one, but we told everyone, make sure if you feel it, you get up and you dance. Like it's not cringe, it's not awkward, go off. And then throughout the night, we were getting updates and Everyone was dancing, like, the whole night. Have you ever seen that video? I think I was shown it at, like, uni or something. And it's, like, people all out in the field, one person dancing for ages. And everyone's just like, what the fuck are you doing? And then, like, a couple more people come. And by the end of it, the whole park is dancing together. I, sounds like a flash mob. Yeah. But it was, like, showing that, you know, if you kind of lead the charge, yes. people will follow. Honestly, and mm. I feel like it was um, one of the girls from Sony who was also getting the updates text me being like, in the best way possible, it's like youth group vibes, like silent yeah. disco youth yeah, group. But, but it, like the great version of that. Yes, it was so, so funny. Aww. So thank you to everyone that entered. Thank you to everyone that supports us. and like, oh, It was just amazing. It was amazing. Like, I could feel the support just vibrating through the room. Just the amount of people that no one got jealous or bitter or anything that we were putting on this event. It was more like, 
thank you for being Harry's on behalf of Harry's mm. and being able to like get us all together. I mean, we were really careful to try and choose people that we thought were actually genuine, like Harry Styles super fans. And yeah. it paid off. Like you all made it amazing. Sony made it amazing. Harry made it amazing. We just got to join along for the ride. Oh, honestly. Oh, best night, night ever. Yeah, such really a good lovely. week. Anyway, Liv. Allow me to get into some naughty or nice. Please do. What have you got for me this week, Liz? I've got quite a bit this week, and it's not to do with Harry because I just thought, palate cleanser. <laughs> we need like it. the lime. Yes. Is that a palate cleanser? Um, or like, you know how you get those sorbets? Is that a palate? Um, um, I'm not sure. Unless I've <laughs> I don't was. have enough knowledge of fine dining. No, but. I was going to say, there's actually, there's something you have in between there's wine something. tasting as well. Oh. I mean, water? You spit? Yeah. I don't know. Is it coffee? You oh, you smell, smell coffee, coffee beans. beans. There mm. you go. So we've got a really um, fine dining-ish producer, Tia, here over here. Much classier than the two of us. <laughs> Even though we've fucking worked in wineries our whole, our whole life. Our whole what, What's that thing what's that, that thing? you use in between wine tasting? Oh, my God. We actually God. suck. Right. First naughty or nice. Rihanna and Ed Sheeran had a baby. Not together. But Wait. <laughs> Lucy. Not throw me into the headline like that. I know. Okay, so Rihanna and Ed Sheeran both had separate babies um, over the course that of that would be a real piece of tea if they had a baby together. Yeah. I know. Poor Imagine Mesa. Rihanna births a little ginger thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, Ed Sheeran births a Barbados goddess. <laughs> Didn't he have like a song that was Barbados? No. Okay, don't cut. That no, out. that's Bibi Abe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Haven't I already fucked yes. up Bibi? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was when we did yeah, that yeah. episode all about how Ed Sheeran's music's not really a bop anymore. Oh, yeah. So Still fair. stand by that. So anyway. anyway, so um, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky welcome their new baby on apparently the 13th of May. Oh. We have no other details about that. No pictures? No pictures. It's and a baby boy. Wonder whether they're going to be like protective parents from the camera. I could yeah. see that. I could see that too. Or maybe just people will respect the shit out of Rihanna. True. And be like, mm, we're not going to pass your baby. I don't know. That's me giving a lot of hope to the world. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the optimistic. But. Yeah. Um, and then uh, again, another baby news. Ed Sheeran and his wife announced that they've just given birth to another baby oh. girl. So this is his wife that he used to go out with in high school. Yeah. And they already have a daughter together called Lyra. That's actually so fucking yeah. cute. And then this was another, like it was a secret one that he just posted a photo of some booties and was like, we've welcomed another baby girl. So that's oh. a nice story, isn't it? Yeah, that's wholesome as fuck. Then why do I have in capital letters, naughty, <laughs> underneath this? I don't know. That's as nice as it gets. It's literally as nice as it gets. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay, this next one is also quite nice. Um, Learn to live alongside cringe. Taylor Swift takes a victory lap at NYU's graduation ceremony. I feel like we did that a long time ago. Learn to live alongside cringe. I'm still trying. What is it? Date the person that makes you cringe? Yes. I'm still, without context, I disagree with that statement Mm. because it's sort of like the ick. But with context, 
let them be themselves. Let them make Absolutely. Your yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Just a side note. Side note. Some relationship Bring it back to us. <laughs> Taylor Swift's not interesting no, enough. Taylor Swift, sorry, but we're actually going to make this all about us. <laughs> okay, so I'm sure everyone's basically seen this by now, but Taylor Swift was awarded with an honorary doctorate at NYU, mm-hmm. which is huge because she never like went and did further study. Obviously, your girl was a pop star from a very young age. Yes. Didn't have time to she go and study. a different path. She did. So um, I'm just going to read you a few excerpts from her speech because I thought her speech was really fucking good. And bear with because I've got quite a lot to read out. Okay. I'll sit back and relax. I won't tell you what to do because no one likes that. I will, however, give you some life hacks. I wish I knew when I was starting out my dreams of a career and navigating life, love, pressure, choices, shame, hope and friendship. The first of which is life can be heavy, especially if you try to carry it all at once. Part of growing up and moving into new chapters of your life is about catch and release. What I mean by that is knowing what things to keep and what things to release. (laughs) Seems pretty obvious. But quite philosophical. You can't carry all things, all grudges, all updates on your ex, all enviable promotions your school bully got at the hedge fund his uncle started. Decide what is yours to hold and the... And let the rest go. Oftentimes, the good things in your life are lighter anyway, so there's more room for them. I love that. Oh. Because she's not afraid to get up there and literally just go off. I have this um, Frank Ocean quote on my wall. It's like the only quote I ever have. And it's it's something like, um, there's so much something in life, so don't focus on the nothing. It's and so I true. just fucking love it because yeah. it's just like any time that you're really stressed out or whatever like you yeah. can kind of be like okay is this it's like the catch yeah. and release thing right yeah and like figuring out what things I love like figure out what to let go of literally and what to hold on to and the things you choose to hold on to are usually lighter exactly so be and nice there's so much on. good and interesting shit in the world yeah mm. exactly easier to hold on to secondly learn to live alongside cringe No matter how hard you try to avoid being cringe, you'll look back on your life and cringe retrospectively. Cringe (laughs) is unavoidable over a lifetime. Even the term cringe might someday be deemed cringe. Loki, it's getting there. The amount of times I just use it in that sentence, I'm cringing at it. But that's true because, like, obviously you're going to look back at photos of yourself five years ago and be like, ugh, like that. (laughs) That first photo of me and you. Oh, (laughs) yes, I know the one. It's making me cringe, but I'm learning to live alongside that. Good. And then, I promise you, you're probably doing or wearing something right now that you'll look back on later and find revolting and hilarious. You can't avoid it, so don't try to. For example, I had a phase where, for the entirety of 2012, I dressed like a 1950s housewife. But you know what? I was having fun. Trends and phases are fun. Looking back and laughing is fun. I feel like that's great, because we're living through a TikTok time where everything's a trend. Fuck, yes. And they're rolling through so fucking fast. And like... Think back to galaxy tights and like I American know. flag jeggings and like it's so weird to think that that was the thing. Yeah, and, and it's like it's fine that it was. Yeah, but those phases would last for like years, yeah. whereas now it's like months. Oh, now it's like days. Yeah. It's like this is cool. This salmon and rice bowl, rice bowl is what I'm going to eat for like two weeks straight, and then the trend's gone. Like it's just it's wild. Mm. And then the last, but I wanted to read out. I was a teenager at a time where at a time when our society was absolutely obsessed with the idea of having perfect young female role models. It was all centred around the idea that mistakes equal failure and ultimately the loss of any chance at a happy or rewarding life. This has not been my experience. My experience has been that my mistakes led to the best things in my life. 
Getting cancelled on the internet and nearly losing my career gave me an excellent knowledge of all the types of wine. <laughs> so true. And I hope she smelt coffee beans in between trying all those types that of wine. That is such a life hack, though. Like, the whole failure thing, I mean, it's so cliche, but it's yeah. when we were even in school, which wasn't that long ago, yeah. we are literally 24, like, it was very much, like, like your mistakes and fucking mistakes and, like, fear them. And it's even worse now with cancel culture. Yeah. Your mistake that you did maybe 10 years ago can still come up and, and, and like, you can feel like your life is completely over. No, genuinely, like, on a kind of macro scale like that as well. And then also on micro scale in terms of, like, getting good at shit. Yeah. Like, you're going to f- be fucking bad, but people don't tell you that and then people just... Yeah, like you need to be bad to get better at something. Failure is a really fucking good thing because it shows that you're getting better. It's sort of like jealousy and envy. Like you need to use these really horrible feelings and things that we've framed really horrible, like failure or mistakes, as being like, no, well, that's just a chance for me to like get a bit better at it. Fuck yeah. And it's life as well. It's life and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. She ended her speech with... Welcome to New York, it's been waiting for you, which is obviously a line from Welcome to New York of her 1989 album, which everyone has been, like, wild thinking is coming extremely soon. Like, Mm -hmm. there was a day on TikTok where Jimmy Fallon was, like, doing all these, like, sort of teasers, sort of Easter eggs, and everyone thought the new album was coming. Was it that Friday the 13th? Yes. Yeah. And then it didn't come, and then she, but she's dropping all these clues, so it's got to be coming, like... It seriously has to be. She wouldn't end it with Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. No, that's really exciting. Yeah. So anyway, you'll probably get a culture vulture ep about, or you can go and listen to our other eps on true, Taylor Swift, which true. are amazing. It's like, how much more can we say? But that always is. There always is. Um, that's a nice story too, I thought. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. So wholesome go vibes today. Um, less wholesome. Well, it starts wholesome. Heart, heart stopper. you know, that oh, fucking wonderful yeah. show. Was renewed for two more seasons, oh. so that's great. I mean, because it's based on books or graphic comics and True. things like that, which obviously there's more stories to be told because yeah. they've been told. So that's amazing that it was renewed for two more seasons on Netflix, but sort of at the same time, Netflix has just um, gone through some layoffs and a lot of those layoffs include contractors who are working on all their new diversity things that we spoke about when we talked about Dave Chappelle. Yeah. But I have some thoughts on this. So a little bit of context. Um, Netflix is kind of up shit creek at the moment. They announced the news on Tuesday that for the first time ever they lost uh, subscribers like in one of their quarters, which, which makes sense because – so many more streaming services are popping up. You can only be the front runner for so long until, like, there's literally no more people to get. Well, that's the thing. Like, whoever has Netflix already, like, yeah. they're your the audience, only thing, right? The only thing you can do is either stay on Netflix or unsubscribe because you can't afford it and you yeah. prefer Disney+. Plus. And sure. they've been putting their prices up and saying they're going to bring in ads and, like, it makes sense. Um, but this does mean that stock prices collapsed by more than 35%, which means that they lost about $50 billion worth of value in a single day. Fuck. So naturally, Liv, when you're losing money, something has to happen. And in this case, it was layoffs. And 
I'm going to get into this more in a second, but this makes sense. When you're losing money, you need to make hard decisions. You do need to lay people off. It's not like you can just keep going the way you were the whole time Oh, because you're a business. It's impossible, yeah. Yeah. So um, you remember when we spoke about Dave Chappelle last year and we talked about all the people that were working there at the time that sort of demanded that more diversity and more inclusion initiatives were sort of created and fostered. And then it looks like, a little bit of change started to happen, but um, Netflix has just come out and said that they are cutting about 150 employees. Um, but then alongside this, they also cut like dozens of just contracted people. Many of those people were part of their diversity initiatives, including black community-focused strong black lead, Latinx-focused Contoro, Asian-American-focused Golden, and LGBTQ-focused Most. So these were all different groups. So this is really interesting to me because I don't know if it's at Echo Chamber, but to me I'm like, isn't that you cutting like what people are wanting to see from you and wanting to support you for? Yeah. And I don't know whether that is me being like too optimistic in the in the scheme of what people want mm-hmm. politically. Um but to me, that like just makes no sense because you're decreasing your value. You're going to get more unsubscribers. Yeah, which is sort of what I think as well. I think it's because I have seen the headlines and things like this, which is also to do with our echo chamber. Um, headlines are all running with like Netflix has caused layoffs and everyone that's being fired are these diversity and inclusion um, representatives. But it's like, no, these there was 150 layoffs uh-huh. of regular people and then contractors that have been laid off were also part of these groups so like our echo chamber has also been feeding us the things that are really easy to get enraged about oh i know which is just not the full story and and that's also why i don't trust that people are saying oh it's just these people it's like no you've probably heard that it's a few of these people and then you're running with the headlines yeah. to get clicks because when i looked into it i was like oh it's 150 people like regular workers yeah. plus the contracted in workers but then that made me think there's a way bigger problem then like that these people that are running these amazing initiatives aren't the people that you're hiring as part of your core team yes exactly you're having them as add-ons yes which is this whole thing of like creating art and then yes. having you know your yes. inclusion or like the diverse people that you're trying to represent as an afterthought it's like yeah. no you need to be putting money into allowing these people yeah. to make art and tell their stories and then aiding them through that they should be the core yeah so yeah. I because I, that's exactly because I actually sat with this because I know what social media is like and mm. I know that people like to be enraged and then so there were a few things it was like we run a much smaller company but we understand that when you're losing money, you do have to take action. You can't, like, these things have to happen. Because then the whole company is going to go under and no one's going to get any great product or yes. whatever yep. it is. Yeah. So there's that. There's, like, the understanding of you have to do what you have to do. And then it was like, well, why are the first people to be axed, these people that you view as, like, add-ons or additions to your team, not, like, your core team like you still see them as like adornments or something yeah it again shows that all of these like anything that happens in the world the oppressed and the minority are always the ones worse off thinking about covid thinking about climate change you know the people that are affected are always the minorities Mm -hmm. and so it's the same here right yeah it's just it's because the thinking hasn't changed enough or we haven't had enough time for it to be like Okay, at the very start of a company, if you're hiring an executive team, get people that you want to represent and to be represented in that team. Writers, hire them, 
hire the people that you want to be writing the stories you want to tell yes. straight into those teams. So it's like, don't hire additional people to start the groups that you want to make your company look good. Get them in at the core. Yes. And this is where like your problems and then are your start product, to be solved. Your product and your service is just going to be so much more mm. balanced and interesting and, and real meaningful. and authentic. Yeah. Hell yeah. So for this one... I'm, it's obviously, it's not a nice story. No. But what is also not nice is social media running with the headlines that is not telling the full story just to get enragement because it's like, that's not really helping the conversation that needs to be, like, had. When, when you falsify something or when you make it clickbait, it really takes away from, it means that people can focus on, well, that's not the true story. Oh, it, the, it, like... like Oh, the amount of times that we've done research for Culture Vulture and while I'm looking and it's like the headline is so misleading. And even though like this is on our side, this is the like, like, no, you shouldn't have asked these people, but it's like, that's not the full context of the story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it runs both ways. Mm. It's just whatever. And it's just interesting because when you even have conversations with people in real life, right, like your friends and whatever, because we're all fed these really kind of outrageous headlines, then that's the opinions that people take on in their day-to-day lives. And then you you start talking to someone and it's like, oh, yeah, well, this is all fucked and Mm. this is crazy and whatever, and it's like... But, you stop thinking of solutions yeah, because you're like, that just makes me so angry and why did they do that? Yes, exactly, like the world's fucked. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, where are you getting this information from? Are you just reading headlines that are all, like, clickbait? Yes. And then, like, how does that help anyone? Yeah. Like, us now getting fed from the media that shit's fucked. Yeah. Like, doesn't help that's anyone. That's not helpful. It's like, that's what 2020 felt like to me. Yes. It's like, and that was so fair. Everyone was like, shit's fucked, shit's yeah. fucked, shit's fucked. And but there's now a space it's like, for that. But now it's like, well, okay, we need to do something about well, it. Well, now it's like we've had two years of knowing that shit's fucked. Yeah. And if we just read a little more into it and think a little more critically, then, like, maybe we can come to some conclusions or at least be optimistic. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. Well, it's the only way. We have to live it's in this the, world. It's, it's literally <laughs> the only way. It's literally yeah. the only way. <laughs> so um, nice that Heartstop is getting renewed. Mm. Not nice that maybe the people that could help inform that to be told the best that it could be told have maybe been fired. But also, I mean, Netflix, you should look at this as an opportunity, like, to fucking hire your core oh, people. Literally. Like, the people that you can still afford to pay, make sure they're multifaceted. Oh my god, yeah. And it was so refreshing with Heartstopper seeing a story that wasn't like depressing. Depressing about coming out or like super emotionally involved because yeah. that's the only stories we're fed. And it's yeah. like I was reading an article back when we were doing the rom-coms. Yeah. And it was talking about, you know, black stories mm-hmm. and all of the black stories that kind of get mainstream media attention are about white saviors. Yeah, yeah. or like oppression or Something like that, right? It's never like, oh, here's a black rom-com. Yeah. Of here's just having- a gorgeous story of a normal life yes. that is actually full of beauty and joy and um, it's been told. And it's not being minimised to the societal issues around them. Yeah, exactly. It could just be something comforting to watch for mm. once. Um, so true. I am going to be interested because I've seen a lot of commentary saying that people were obsessed with Heartstopper because it was just a gorgeous story where nothing felt depressing oh, or wrong. It was so nice. It was just like a relief. But in the next two seasons, I know that Charlie gets has an eating disorder and it gets mm. really, really dark. deep in the books and dark. So it'll be interesting to see how they tell that knowing that the thing people love about it is the lightness. And I think they'll be able to do it in a gorgeous way because oh, you need totally. to talk about And that. then also... 
just because people like it for the lightness doesn't yeah. mean they have to carry on being mm-hmm. light, mm-hmm. you know? And I think they'll do it in a really good way because mm-hmm. the author of the book seems incredible. Um, and then my last, so that is nice that we're getting Heartstopper, naughty of Netflix, but also we can be optimistic. Um, last story, really quick. Love Island is moving from fast fashion to eBay, eBay buys, secondhand buys. I thought this was really good considering we owe um, a little bit of ear time to Love Island because Culture Vulture started, as you all know, as a Love Island debrief. Yes. And um, I just think, like, we like to look at things critically and we also like to just love Love Island. But one of the things we often thought about was how they only wear their outfits once. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, there's a whole lot of shit that was fucked up with Love Island and there's also... You know, something being said that we love escapism and reality yeah. TV. Um, but, yeah, I th- I think this is great. And I know that there was some commentary of this being greenwashing. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not greenwashing. It's because, literally like, can we just let people do something? Yeah, but it's also like it's not greenwashing because it's secondhand. Like, you can't get any more sustainable yeah. than using things that are already being used. I get that people, like, yes, if they're doing it for the PR yeah. of that. But it's like... I don't actually care at this point yeah. because Just we need something. to start changing the world and this is something that is helpful. Yeah, no, exactly. I hate shitting on people for just trying to do anything. Yeah. I also think there's no way to know that it's greenwashing because, yes, it's been a huge PR thing for them, but we haven't seen the season, so we don't know. They probably will be wearing secondhand shit. We can't make a judgment of it's greenwashing because they're probably going to follow through on this. Yeah, exactly. And if they follow through on this, it's not greenwashing. It would be greenwashing... If, say, they were like, oh, yeah, we're only using, like, ethical-based yeah. products and then they're still making new shit, still making people buy shit, right, yeah. that they wouldn't buy in the first place. Yeah. Or it would be greenwashing if only half the contestants were wearing secondhand stuff and then the rest you could see they were wearing Pretty Little Thing or something. Yeah. Like, so the thing is, we can't actually make that judgment yet because we haven't seen what they're wearing what they're doing. But, uh, look, at least they're doing something and hopefully – I mean, there's a fucking so many reality TV shows out there that if one other one follows suit or two other ones follow suit and actually do it really properly, then it's just a neat good. Yeah, like if secondhand clothing becomes the norm instead of fast fashion, that is a yeah. big thing. And, like, at least they're doing something. something. At least they're trying. At least they are trying. So, um I think that's a nice story. I do too. And I'm really excited for Love Island to come back. Yes, personally. <laughs> Absolutely. It gives me a bit of relief. Oh, anyway, we are going to launch into Harry Styles chat, everything Harry Styles. But first, we're going to hear from our sponsors today. So here is an ad for us by us. I want to have a super quick chat to you all about Siska supporters. This is the new way that you can support what we do here at Shit You Should Care About. Because right now, we're in a studio, which costs money to hire, with an audio engineer who we've got to pay, and every week we're researching, scripting, and hosting this thing for you, all which takes time, resources, and it costs money. You'll also notice that we're using valuable advertising space here, space which we often leave empty because we want to make sure that we're only partnering with the best and most vibey people. So for all of these reasons, we need your support to keep doing what we do. So please, if you have $1 or if you have $100, consider becoming a Cisco supporter so that we can keep doing this for you. The link is in the show notes. We love you so much. Bye. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you.